Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and tonight you have the privilege of having a full house. We've got Drake to my right. We've got Dave down there, and we're excited to bring you an awesome show. If it's your first time here, welcome. We hope that we get to know you. You get to know us, just like some of y'all that's your hundredth time here. If you're one of those people, welcome back, and thank you for helping us break more records. Today, yesterday, as you're listening to this, we set our single episode first day record And we love it. We love doing this. We are three Florida State alumni that spend a collective like 17 years on campus there. We've been covering the team for a year and a half. And tonight, we're going to preview the skill positions on offense. We've talked about each transfer individually that Mike has gotten to reload the offense. Tonight, we're going to look at holistically, how do they all fit together and what should that look like on the field? Gentlemen, let's do this. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, if you are just joining us, you are at the Locked On Seminoles way too early skill position preview episode. We're pumped to talk about this. And if you like the content, and you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. We hit 500 subscribers yesterday. Super exciting stuff. Hit the bell, turn on notifications, and make sure you like this individual video. All the things that let us keep doing what we do so you can keep listening like you do. If you're on the podcast, you know what to do. Five-star review. Make sure you're following us. So we pop to the top of your queue every Monday through Friday when we drop a new episode. That's right. Five days a week, you get Locked On Seminoles. Gentlemen, I don't want to delay any further Y'all ready to talk about skill positions? I am, and I have some good news here. I just learned that it's Wednesday, and as you're listening to this, it's Thursday. The days are flying by, meaning football season, it'll be like tomorrow. And we're learning every Alabama-Georgia player in the portal as we speak. Yes, all of them. Every single one. Yeah, folks, if you like to go on Twitter and type eyeballs into your, your, you know, and send those out just to screw with people, you have my respect. I like the trolling, I like the pettiness, and I like sharing my screen. So guys, here's a little depth chart we cobbled together, right? We've got the skill positions here, your basic X, Y, Z, tailback, halfback setup. Now, I don't know what the difference between the halfback and the tailback really is. There's a distinction, but it's kind of unclear in this offense. Um, You'll notice some names are missing here, right? We have not put any of the transfers in. So How do y'all want to do this? Do y'all want to go left to right by position? Do you want to go like start with a transfer, talk about where he fits in? I feel like let's do left to right. That's a little, that's a lot easier. I think that way, honestly. Yeah. So the X receiver, if you're not familiar, that's totally okay. Is you're on the line of scrimmage. That means I should have put the line of script. Either way, on the line of scrimmage, outside guy. He's the one that's going to go up and get the ball for you typically. He's the guy that's going to run those fade routes, and he's the guy that's going to stretch the field vertically. Last year, this was our biggest deficiency among the receiving court. Malik McLean was a true freshman. He had his he had his moments, right? That that uh that drop ball against Notre Dame. I think about that. I mean, goes up, grabs it, brings it down, and just doesn't quite hang on as he hits the ground. You hate to see that. We expect some development from him. But that was our biggest position need. So how do y'all see game one um, 
against Duquesne, this position's depth chart looking? Well, first of all, Max, it's uh, Duquesne, uh, just so everybody knows. But it's not Duquesne. It's Duquesne. It's, it's not it's, David Duquesne. It's been it's, confirmed. Uh, it's it's Duquesne. <laughs> um, it's anyways. Like two Canes in New Orleans, right? Like Duquesne. Duquesne, right. Um, so Malik McLean is going to be the starter day one. I don't care what any of the transfers do this spring. He was easily the most impressive receiver last year, despite his youth. Unless he just has the worst spring or a, or a bad injury, I can't imagine anybody overtakes him as the starting X receiver. Not, not saying that that can't happen as the season goes on, especially as a guy like Johnny Wilson gets comfortable in the system. But day one, it's got to be Malik McLean. All right, yeah, I disagree with that primarily because the younger the wide receiver, typically speaking, you're going to have a lot more issues when it comes to game time. We saw that, especially with the National Championship game this past Monday with Jamison Williams and John Michi both being out for Alabama. We had Ajayi Hall, and I think Ja'Cory Brooks struggled really heavily. Also, Malik McLean last year only had, I think, what, 16 catches for maybe a buck 90 for yards. I personally want to see someone like a Johnny Wilson out there on the outside, someone that has that six foot seven, like that big frame. And you see the clips right now, hey, he has that guy the line speed very quick and get separation, something we haven't seen in a very, very long time. So for me, I think I'm going to put Johnny Wilson out there. Max, do so you I'm feel comfortable? alternate spot, by the way, because we do so much four wide get thing or three receivers and a receipt or three receivers and a tight end. That's what I was adding. What were you Max, asking? Do, do you feel comfortable enough with any freshman coming in and having the comfort level with Jordan Travis to be a day one starter first game of the season? No, but I don't think these guys are. I mean, most of them aren't freshmen, right? And I think that. It's a rapport issue more than an experience level issue. Yeah, but they're here for spring, right? So when you look at Malik McLean having one season on him, I do think that that matters. And I think that he's going to really contend for starting reps at that position. Um, you know, for me, I forgot to copy it on this page. Maybe I won't get so cute. We'll just do one page. But, um, you know, I, I think Malik is your alternate guy, right? So, like, I've got Malik out here. And I think that he's your guy when you're going to go to a four wide look, or you're going to go two or three wide and a tight end look. Um, but I do think either Johnny Wilson um, or uh, why am I, why I'm helping not going to be do span. No, Is it right, Winston, uh, or, or Winston Wright. Man. You might see him on the outside. Winston Wright's going to be a slot. Oh, yeah, that's, sure. that's right. I got his height. Yeah. Winston Wright's like five. Views. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. You can go ahead and pencil Winston Wright in for that Z right there at the top. Yeah, I'm not even Dave, you can have that one because I kind of I think we're in the same boat here that he's gonna do that short guy, you know, yep. slot guy receiver role really fast. Get Great dynamic kickoff returner. Basically, everything we want Kevin Coleman to do is what he's gonna do coming in. So yep. ladies and gentlemen, sorry to interrupt this wonderful program, but I want to take a second and tell you about NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books, and be out of there in no time while staying ahead of your competition. In fact, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. So for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. So head to netsuite.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer 
on the number one cloud financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked. So I, I, I agree, but where I think, because this is a depth chart, right? Where I think this is the most interesting. Sorry, I'm looking at my screen share of my second screen. So I'm not, not constantly looking over there. Um, where I see this being interesting is who's number two here? Because you have a couple guys, right? You got Micah Pittman there, who is a bit of a gadgety guy. He's been described as a more well-rounded and slightly larger Ja'Kai Douglas. Now, you also have Josh Burrell, who got hurt last year, but kind of fits into the frame of a good Z receiver when you have a tall guy on the outside. He squats 550 pounds. These guys get asked to do a lot of run blocking. You also have Ontario Wilson, who has had his has let you down significantly, but has also shown up sometimes when it matters. And you can't, as much as we want to, just toss that experience out, right? Who are you guys putting in number two here? Like if Wright goes down or if Wright needs a, you know, needs to be spelled and needs a break, who's your next go-to guy at that slot spot? That's hard. I completely forgot about, my, about Michael Michael Pittman. Um, I'll say and, I'll say who it's jo- not. And Josh Burrell too. Right? I'll say like, who it's like, not. It's not Josh Burrell. He's six two two twenty five. That that does not spell Z. I mean, if anything, he's got to be on the outside. He's too big. Yeah, but and then said the, that about. And there's a lot of rumors too that he might be going over to the tight end spot too. Actually, Josh Burrell because he's a little bit Already thicker on the outside. No, no, no. Like I remember last year specifically, there's a lot of talk about him gaining that sort of size, and then he had the injury. That's yeah, why he's not like last year. Kelvin, he's not Kelvin, he's not Kelvin but he's a strong, away. fast dude. I mean, he's thick. For run block. He's, yeah, that's true. The kid is thick, man. But, I mean, I think Micah Pittman is a good spot there. I wouldn't be surprised if we still see Keyshawn Helen do the same thing, you yeah. know, on, you know, on third down spots. Because, remember, at the end of the year, Gosh, he was the go-to guy for a long third down conversion. So, maybe it's between – I think Keyshawn, personally, is my pick for that because I'd rather see Ontario Wilson on the outside and just running street routes like a, uh, a Mike Wallace that we saw a lot. So, for me, like, I would go – Probably Keyshawn Helton. So are you, are you? So you're kind of putting you're kind of put, putting Pittman at the third string there, or what? Do you think he's like your first alternate over Malik? Like where where does Pittman fit into this offense then? Because this is what we talk about with name syndrome, right? We do this every offseason where it's so easy to say this guy will contribute, like especially with recruits, and then you start to look at the depth chart, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you're right, and it's like, oh yeah, like we did just bring in four receivers to an already kind of crowded room. Like where does Pittman fit in? Well, I'll say this. It's funny you say a crowded room because two of us are lawyers and there's too many lawyers in Florida. This is kind of a saying in the community, but there's always room for a good one, right? The receiver. Are we sure, room, about, are we sure about that though? Yes, I'm sure about that. <laughs> there's There were too many receivers. There was not enough good receivers. It's weird because I wanted all the receivers replaced, but now that I look at it on paper, it's like, I don't want that much total inexperience with Jordan Travis and the offensive system. Like I, I got to have Keyshawn worked in there somewhere as much as I may be disappointed with his career at Florida state. So I think he's got to be my number two there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a very valid point. And it's also what we talked about last year. We were seeing culture turnover. Now let me make something abundantly clear. Mike Norvell does not have time to turn this culture around anymore. Like it's got to be humming yep. the minute they put pads on this year. Yep. I think he's gotten it to that point, but you know how you lose that really quickly. You bench a kid who worked his ass off for you to come back from a messed up knee, played his ass off for you for a full year, bought into the culture, bought into the program, stuck with the team. 
And then you bench him because you brought in four shiny new toys. Now, this is also football. This is Florida State. Like, if there's great players that have come through here that never saw the field in a starting capacity. So, you know, it's a balance there, right? So I think, yeah, Keyshawn at that number two spot, I, I, I agree with y'all. It's just cool to do this exercise and see, okay, how deep has the receiver room gotten? Um, but I'm not counting out Burrell because I want to push back a bit on the size comment. We used to think cornerbacks had to be under 5'8 or under 5'9 at most, right? And then you got guys like Jalen Ramsey who people are like, man, if only he were 6'3 instead of 6'1, you know? And we're starting to see taller guys who like to hit getting on the defensive side of the ball. So I challenge that 6'2 is too tall for the slot when you've got 6'7", 6'4", 6'5", under him. You've got Deuce, who's 6'4". I spelled Deuce wrong. Good job, Max. Well done. Um, You've got Deuce, who's 6'4", under him. Like The average height right here for your four guys that could play your X is 6'4", 6'5". So is 6'2", really too tall for a slot receiver at that point? Especially when you're talking about we like to do a lot of this stuff, right? Follow my cursor. Actually, be left or right. We like to do a lot of these runs to the outside. Well, you know what's great for a run to the outside? The slot receiver coming here and just leveling a linebacker. Six foot two, 220 pound guy is going to be pretty, pretty well suited to do that. So I, I see what y'all are saying, but I think Burrell's still in the mix there to see some very significant playing. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. Just you also got to remember that he has severe le- like lower leg injury, so we have True. no idea what the speed is going to be for that. And I'd rather, if you gave me those options of people that I know have that sort of quickness in the slot, which which you want, I'm going to go with those two over him personally. And to me, he's someone that I'd rather see him at the Cam McDonald, maybe that the, at the Y. That actually would be a better software in my personal opinion. Because also, like you were saying, we run a lot of, you know, other wide receivers being at like four total. So to me, I think that's yep. why it would be best about for him. What's up, Seminole fans? It's your host, Max, here to tell you about an incredible app that all of you that buy gas need to know about, GetUpside. People that are using GetUpside are making up to 25 cents in cash back every time they put a single gallon of gas in their car every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now using promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's right. The first time you go in the GetUpside app and it tells you what gas station to go to, you go to that gas station and you fill up. You will get $0.50 cash back per gallon and $0.25 every gallon after that when you keep using the GetUpside app. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Promo code SCORE. That's get upside from the App Store, Google Play Store. Promo code SCORE. Ladies and gentlemen, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year. New updated desktop and mobile interfaces to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Throw down 100, they'll give you 50. Throw down 200, they'll give you another 100. It's free money, folks, when you use promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So go to BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline.ag, 
promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Yeah, I think those I think that makes sense. I mean, I I, I don't even know if we need to talk about tight end. I don't think it's I think Cam, Cam McDonald's your number one. I think yeah. that Wyatt Rector is Hey, hey you know, Preston Daniel too. Preston Daniel no, too. Yeah, we're not doing me. this. No, no. Here, here's what I think. I think Drake, you touched on something important. I think you will see us go to four wide receivers before you ever put a different tight end than Cam McDonald in the game to do yep. anything other than block, unless it's some crazy gadget like UNC 2020, where Mike knows that they're not scouting Preston Daniel, so he puts him out there and lets him get free. Where I'm interested is this this area, right? I imagine Trayshawn Ward's your number one. But Mike doesn't really like doesn't like at all to have one running back. We saw last year he likes to have that one two punch. We saw at Memphis he prefers to have a a uh, a lazy Susan of guys in the backfield. Do y'all see DJ Williams just being the default guy to move up to that? I guess number one, number two spot with um, Jay Sean going to the draft. Do you think this is the year Toa Philly makes the jump? Do you think that Jakai becomes more of a solidified tailback. I mean, how do y'all see this position shaking out? Well, I'll say this much at the running back position. I have no idea. Nothing that Norvell did last year inspired me to think that he trusts DJ Williams in this offense. Now, that could change with another offseason. And I don't think anyone in the world was more hyped on him than I was. The way he looked in spring was like, oh, shit, this guy should be our number one running back. Obviously, he wasn't. And obviously, Jay Sean should have been. But I don't know. I don't think you, you have it split into halfback tailback. I don't know that you're going to be able to make that split so much this year because we don't just have enough guys to fill out both sides of that. Like Rodney Hill too is going to be added to this. He would fit more of the tailback for him. So if Norvell doesn't trust DJ Williams to be like the three down running back, you're going to just see a mix of guys at RB and not split between HB and TB. Yeah, and this is where, like, we can talk touch on this later in the week. I think we need to grab another back out of the portal because yeah. I don't think that Norvell fully trusts Trayshawn Ward with number one, you know, running back carry duties or that kind of workload. Also, we see he doesn't have that home run runaway speed. He got caught a lot of times, you know, from mm-hmm. the back. Yep. So, to me, this will be a time we'll see DJ Williams like to probably get a little more handle hole or like grip on the number one spot. But I think he does need to go out and grab another running back in the portal. I think, and I'll close on this because I – We'll, we'll obviously rehash this over and over again as we see more videos, as we see more, hear more coming out of practices and player leads and mat drills and all that. I think we just had the exact opposite happen here that we had happen in the rest of the chart, right? In our mind, the position is fine. We really, I don't think any of us have stressed it as a position of need for transfers. But once you start to put it on paper, you're like, okay, Trayshawn is, in my opinion, your most complete back, hands down. Drake. Great point. He had, here's the thing. If a back with a little more speed than Trayshawn gets the same carry, the same defense, and the same blocking as Notre Dame, we probably win that game because he had the exact same setup as Jay Sean and got caught from behind. Or maybe got caught from the front and got slowed down from behind first. Either way, double guard pull move. We've talked about that play at nauseum. He got, what, 28 yards out of it? That's a touchdown play if Toa Philly's speed is running with that ball. Problem is, Toa Philly does not have much yards after contact ability. He has to get a wide open lane, and that relies on these five dudes up here. Jakai, I don't too. know. All, yeah, all Jakai does is catch 90-yard touchdown passes and yeah. nothing else. So we don't really know what his deal is. 
And again, DJ, same thing. We just, we haven't seen yeah. enough of him to know what we have. So I think you're right. It's a position of need. You know what this, let me give you one final thought. This, sure. I'll tell you what this exercise tells me. We're going to learn everything about these positions in spring because as of right now, it's impossible to say what we think can happen. We don't know enough about the guys at any of these positions, as crazy as that is. Yeah, and we're going to finally learn whether or not this this actually offense is built for playmakers because this is a lot of people that we have no idea what they're going to be doing. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, and we also, folks, you know, I I would recommend you go watch our breakdown of Johnny Wilson of uh, Winston Wright. We also talk about Micah Pittman. We'll go in. We do one on Deuce as well, but he's again five catches in his career. Um, you know, and we'll go into more detail on these guys later in the week, later in the month. The reality is, to your point, Drake, we've. We've got a lot of playmakers now. We've got a guy we know can throw the ball. Now it's going to be like, can you scheme it up and can you get the ball to him? Because this is going to be the year. Hey, yeah, elite lies, but also no excuses, full expectations. Like I think this year we talked about yesterday, Mike goes into this season with the full weight of Florida State University level expectations on his shoulders. You got to win eight games. You got to get at least second in the Atlantic. And if you're not doing that, we're probably firing up the PGA to, to go do a, a nationwide search. So with that fun thought, thanks for sticking around for our skill position way too early breakdown. We love having y'all here again. Make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you turn on alerts, and make sure you subscribe. I'm Max. That was Drake. That was Dave. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Show me something, Mike. Take care, everybody. Gun olds.